Thank you for double-clicking your mouse tonight. You're listening to the Midnight Frightcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey everybody, this is Greg the Movie Guy with the Midnight Fright Cast episode number shit. What number are we? Shit sandwich, number 32. 32, 32. we are 32. I apologize, I should have asked that at the beginning and I didn't. But hey, you know what? It doesn't matter because, god damn it, I am back. You are here. I am you are back, here. baby. You're but not you- on the phone, you're not phoning it in like normal. Well, I'm not saying I'm not phoning it in. <laughs> and now all the <laughs> I'm shit. I'm just literally not phoning it in. All the shit you're going to throw at us, you can't do now because you forgot what episode number yeah. it was. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Actually, yeah. no. Uh, funny story. As I was coming down today, I had flipped on the uh, the podcast because I had to remember what you guys had torched me on the last time. <laughs> and I realized it really wasn't that bad. Yeah, we you didn't were, really torch you. No, yeah. you were just basically inviting yourselves up to my house. Yeah. Right. Which I'm perfectly okay with because that means I don't have to drive my ass down to Lincoln. Yeah. Um, you, you voluntold me to feed you which I will do. Sure. I'm happy to do that. And you voluntold M to serve drinks, which I don't think she would mind doing. So, so where's so the, the torching? Next, so I, the next, what happened? Exactly. What, there, there wasn't much torching. I, I think I built that up more in my head than there really was supposed to be. I think be. it was probably the off air stuff where we're inviting ourselves to his bedroom. Yeah. That'll be later. Okay. That, that's after Emily brings us the drinks. <laughs> so welcome to episode number <laughs> 32 of the Midnight Frightcast. I am your host for the uh, week, two weeks? Two weeks. Episode, Greg the Movie Guy. To my front, I have Josh. When you say to the front, I don't have to do the hand thing. I can no, just, I know it's right across from me. Nice. Um, <laughs> to on my, the front side. My, my, my further side right. The back side? The back side is Patrick. I'm always on your back side. Yeah. Yes, you are. <laughs> We are here, and we are here to talk some uh, some horror movies. We got some interesting stuff going on, but to get us really started, we just watched the trailer. We did, and we were told to shut up about it until we got on the cast. Immediately, <laughs> it was like super silent in here after Josh said, "Yeah, it was kind of weird." Yeah, nobody speak, and nobody did. No, that wasn't like nobody speak in general. It was just like nobody say <laughs> everybody anything shut the fuck until up. you get like I want to get honest reactions on that trailer. So it wasn't like shut up about life in general. It was just. Right Shh, on the trailer, but it was that it was at that moment that I think Patrick and I were just trying to process. We were what we were yeah. saying, or what we were, what we had just seen, and now we can officially talk about it. So it was a little awkward in here. It's always a little awkward. Who wants in here. to start? Patrick doesn't have pants on right now. That's weird. You don't need pants on when the camera only goes up. Oh, so shit. Far. All right, so. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Who wants to start? Anybody want to start? Well, first of all, we need to say what the trailer was. Oh, we got a movie shit. coming out yeah. here in 2018. October 19th. October 19th, and it is Halloween 2018. The next is, remake. Is that what it's called? Is it Halloween is, 2018, or is it just Halloween? It's just Halloween. But it's a sequel, so how can they just call it Halloween? Okay, so here, okay. Let's get reactions first, and then we'll discuss the logistics of the next Halloween. I'll go first and just say I've got mixed reactions on it. Okay. Because if you're going to do it, I mean, John Carpenter is the executive producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, who directed it? I didn't happen to look on there. Do you know uh, by any chance? Do, hey, we'll yeah, come back to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but to see Jamie Lee Curtis come back as a main character for it, I don't know how I feel about that yet because she's been in a couple of them already and has that passed by. She's older than I am. She's still looking good. Mm-hmm. However, she's a grandmother in this movie and kind mm-hmm. of, they kind of made her up to even look like a grandmother in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't, I didn't think her makeup was that great in it. Um, in the trailer from what I saw, mm-hmm. uh, the more interesting things that I saw in it were the items that she wasn't in. Okay. So that's why I kind of have mixed feelings about it. Cause there's parts of it that look really damn good. Mm-hmm. And because, well, we'll talk about that later. Halloween was inf- influential to me mm-hmm. that I don't know if I want to see a dumbed up sequel. Okay. So, Greg, go, because I'm going to drop some science. Go, go. going to drop some science? Yeah. I'm intrigued by the science of the movies. Um, I am actually very looking forward to this much, very much looking forward to this for the simple reason that there was a uh, there was a Halloween sequel made in the 90s where Jamie Lee Curtis came back and she played some dean of a college or some... It was still Laurie Strode. Right. No, no, yeah, I understand yeah. that. I understand yeah. that. <clears throat> I don't remember H2O, which one. It was H2O. I, think, yeah, I believe so, yeah. Okay, Halloween H2O. Worst title name ever. Just throwing that out there. Um, movie, terrible. I feel like this is the movie that should have replaced that movie, or this is the sequel that should have been made uh, for the Halloween series. Only because we get... We get to see Laurie Strode a little bit older, past whatever had happened, all the trauma and everything like that. But we get to see kind of a resurgence of everything. And I think that's what intrigued me the most about it was everything's kind of coming back. But it's later on down the road, you get new people who are um, who are going to be influenced by this tragedy that happened however many years ago. I don't know how this fits all in the timeline, mm-hmm. if it's actually like present day or however mm-hmm. that fits, but you get to see that you get to see the Lori Strode come back. And I don't know if she's going to finish the job and try and kill the man who apparently cannot be killed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm intrigued by it. I'm very intrigued by it. I think it looks darker. I think it looks grittier. It almost very much reminded me of the original Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think I liked if, it. If you, I mean, you bring up a, a very valid point. <clears throat> and I think I would have looked at this trailer differently had there not been Halloween H2O out there. Had Agreed. she not been in one of the sequels up to this point, mm-hmm. then I would have think I would have thought, damn, you know. Agreed. Okay. And I, I'm wondering if that's what a lot of movie studios, by doing these these remakes and these reboots and all that, I wonder if they're if they're trying to go back and cancel out some of the garbage crap sequels that have just been farted out by this movie mm-hmm. studios just to make a couple bucks farted out i couldn't think yeah. of a better word <laughs> <laughs> but um you know i i'm i'm hopeful for it and i don't say that about a lot of sequels or reboots or anything like that i'm hopeful i'm hopeful that it's going to be a uh, a positive thing for the mm-hmm. halloween franchise like and, and another thing uh there was one cut in there where it's right after he puts on the mask and you just see him standing there with that iconic mask on mm-hmm. and brings back great memories yeah you like know? that music kicks in and that's where like that trailer starts yeah mm-hmm. as soon as that 
that music kicks in. You're like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm now I'm ready to go. He, ready he doesn't to... feel like the shadow anymore. He feels yeah. like Michael Myers as he yeah. used to be, mm-hmm. ready to come in and fuck some shit up. Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal, and maybe this will change your guys' minds a little bit after you hear this. Halloween, so the timeline, so Halloween came out in 1978, all right? 2018, that's 40 years, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Okay, so Halloween 2 and beyond, and according to this, none of it happened, okay? So this starts 40 years after that original Halloween night. So wait, it's a racing season of The Witch? So after they shoot Michael and he falls off the balcony... Mm -hmm. And then they like Loomis comes and looks and he's mm-hmm. gone. That night they caught him and put him back in Smith's Grove. Okay, so they're so, saying nothing in between the first one and this one has none happened. None of it happened. I can buy into that. They're not referencing any of it. Okay, the hospital didn't happen in Halloween two. Halloween three was not this. There was no Jamie from Halloween four and five. But Silver Shamrock. There was none of that. Okay, so <laughs> everything from Halloween two and beyond to this timeline never happened. Hmm. So this is, he's been in Smith's Grove for 40 years. Okay. <clears throat> and she's been living as a hermit or whatever out in the woods, just waiting for him to escape mm-hmm. and come back after her. Okay. That's what this is. So and she's that's been what, pulling a Linda Hamilton this entire <clears throat> time. She's just been out waiting okay. for him to come back again. So that's why I kind of like this trailer and i'm excited for this movie mm-hmm. because it i don't feel like it's gonna be like the other halloween sequels yeah they're not they're not it's, following with mm-hmm. the the timeline they're skipping ahead and basically bunking everything that they've done before that like you yeah. just said and i i'm fully on board with that because yeah. there were some halloween movies that were just garbage mm-hmm. like who was the what was the movie with the rapper they had a rapper in there. Yeah, uh, Buster oh, cool. Rhymes. Oh, oh, Cool J did. Was uh, he in there? He did. Well, Buster, uh, Buster Rhymes yeah. was in one of them. Um, where they did uh, Resurrection. The, like, he was was that one? Yeah, the reality TV show yeah. where people. That, so that stuff angers me. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited <clears throat> for, for October 19th and Halloween coming out and to see what. Danny McBride was a writer on this who's known for writing comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how they came up. I like that they didn't follow the traditional Halloween sequels Yeah, that we're going to hopefully get something new. Nick Castle, who played the original Michael Myers, he's coming back to play the shape again. Um, so I think that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And um, even though he's got to be, he's up there too. So, um, but it puts him in general timeline with, you know, yeah. Laurie Strode and Jamie Lee Curtis. Whatever. He never moved that fast in the first place. No, I mean, I did. I, I, I want to, I kind of, I think it'd be interesting to watch all the Halloweens and see if Michael Myers ever, like, is he, if he sped up progressively through the Halloween movies. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think he did, because that's that's one of the things that I watch over the Halloween season. Yeah. They, they do the Fear Fest on AMC. Yeah. And I always try to catch the Halloween movies, one, two, three, or four and five, and I don't ever see him, like, running or... Because I, I don't think they were ever Walking played. briskly. I don't think they were ever played by the same person. Right. Um, beyond, except for Rob Zombie's Halloween. Um, that was the same person. But mm-hmm. uh, before that, I don't think the same person ever played Michael Myers twice. Sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know that for sure, but so. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm but, excited. I am excited. Yeah. So 
from Josh, we get a thumbs up. Greg, a thumbs up and yes, be a thumb sideways. One of cool. these. Yeah, one of those. Okay, cool. So before we jump into our next segment, Patrick, I do believe we have two people viewing us. We should probably say hi because they've said hello to us. Okay, well, uh, I'm not watching online, so who is it? Fail. Jason. How's it going? Jason Slaughter. Oh, Slaughter. Hey, Jason. Like, How you doing? Yeah. Hey, Jason. And we have Chris Zabel. I apologize uh, I know, if I butchered I, that. Yeah, I know Chris. Yeah, I used okay. to work with Chris. Yes, he says, hi, Josh. Hey, Chris. So we've got two viewers wow. that have said hello to us. Oh, and Heather Waite is watching now. Wait, hey, Heather. wait, wait, wait. Heather Waite? Yeah. Heather Waite. Hi, Heather. <laughs> oh, All man. right. So let's jump over into our next segment. I'm a little offended on this one. He's mad because he I'm got mad limited. because I've been restricted. You, you, let's, let's talk you about sh- you should be restricted. <clears throat> kind of. I'm yeah. the reason the rules have been made. Yeah. No, the reason the rule has been made <laughs> is because we want to try to keep this under an hour. Yeah. And I know if we all go and say what we've been watching since, you know, the past two weeks or whatever, that we'll be here just talking about those items yeah. for the next half all hour. Right. Fine. Especially since we have two more segments after this. Yeah. When we all bring 10, it takes a little It does bit. take a while. That's fair. That's fair. We also have a new viewer that just popped on and said, hey, guys, Richard Stripling Jr. Hey Stripling, he's a uh, broken root. Broken root. He's a oh. he's a solo artist, but he's got uh, he's making music. Good for awesome. him. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Welcome. Thanks for watching. Let's talk about what we've been watching. Are we get a round robin, or just want to go through your list? <clears throat> well, since we all have three, that evens that out for everybody. So let's just go around the table then. Round robin. Who's going to start? I will kick start only because I'm going to break the rules. A little oh, bit, a little Jesus bit, a little Christ. bit, a little bit. Mother we have been doing, we have been doing. You know you what I can do? I can do this. <laughs> turn it down. Turn him off. <laughs> <coughs> Try me. No, I'm, I'm not going to go into the entire thing. I'm basically going to talk a little bit about um, last year in August, we jumped into a movie marathon like we do in October, but we focused on movies from the 1980s. It was a very successful marathon. We all had a lot of fun going back and reliving and getting to view some different things that we had never seen. And we thought that it'd be a, a good idea to uh, try something similar but a little different. Bump up a decade to the 90s. The, the less cool decade. You shut your face. The 90s were a good uh, decade for movies. It's, so It's the decade where I'm trying to find movies that I haven't watched before and all I can find is crap. So. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what's difficult is because there were so many good movies. We've seen all the good movies and that's yeah. kind of what I know. I've got like four or five that I want to see that I've never seen and that's really about it. It's just going to be a lot of uh, revisiting. But yeah. uh, we've been kind of working on, uh, on our lists with that and – I've been doing pretty good. I know if you guys have been kind of. Uh, I've been sucking ass pretty hard. <laughs> uh, what? Three, I think, is what I've turned in so far. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, About three movies I've never seen or heard of. So good for you, Patrick. I, I try. <laughs> it's, You're gotta not start, find... We got to start somewhere. So uh, we've been working through movies in the 90s. It's been uh, a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun revisiting some of those. But. Um, what I'm going to talk about, and I'll start with just one here, are movies that I have seen since I have not been here. So uh, to kickstart, I went and saw on uh, opening weekend Avengers Infinity Wars. We Has it been that long? Hmm? Why did it take you so long? To see it? Yeah. I said I saw it opening weekend. Oh, never mind. He's Shut up, been paper. here for a billion years. I'm, I'm catching I need to pay attention when you're talking. That would be wonderful. What? <laughs> Patrick is the most beautiful man in the world. Yes, I am. Oh, yeah, that you listen to. <laughs> so, 
are we going one, two, three, or round robin? Did we say? Uh, round robin. I think. Okay. Who's yeah. Next? So, so, so Avengers Infinity Wars. Uh, clockwise, counterclockwise. I'm uh, ready to go. Just yeah, go. go for it, okay. Uh, Arrested Development came out with their new season, so I caught that and I binge watched it. And Excellent. I just, I just love it. Um, it's awkward enough for me. The humor is just great. And uh, why Fox ever got rid of it? They're stupid. They get rid of a lot of good stuff. They're Netflix <laughs> originals now, right? Arrested Development. Yeah. Yeah. The past two seasons have been. Cool. Okay. Speaking of Netflix originals, uh, Patrick might be able to go in on this a little bit with me. I watched a Netflix original mm. called Evil Genius. Mm. Um, did you watch that? Did you watch Evil Genius? Yes. Yes. I was yeah. the one who recommended it to you yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Okay. So it's about uh, um, this. It's a documentary. It's kind of like along the lines of making a murder a little bit, only it's a four-part series. Four-part, yep. Um, they're pretty short, 45, 50 minutes. And uh, it's about a case back in 2003 where a pizza delivery man was sent in to rob a bank with a bomb collar on and um, uh, kind of how the case came to be and what happened to that guy and all the people that were involved in um, that uh, happening. It's a really, really interesting and, and great documentary. They put it together really well. Um it's not one that you can get up and walk away from. I don't think. I think there's a lot. There's a lot of moving parts, mm-hmm. and if you get up and you leave and you try to come back, you might you miss something. Miss yeah. something. Uh, but it's super good. A really quick, easy watch, mm-hmm. and just super interesting. I, I totally remember remember that incident happening, but I never knew what happened afterwards because yeah. I mean, it got a lot of local coverage where it happened, but. But nationally, it didn't get much coverage after the first incident. Yeah, and sure, I don't so. feel like when it ended, I don't feel like you will ever really know what happened. Right, a hundred percent. There's so many different stories, and um, some people that were involved are no longer alive. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I don't think you're going to ever really get a, the the hundred percent real real story of what happened. But it's it's a great documentary, so I recommend it. Evil Genius. Peep it out. Cool. All right. So this next one, I actually want to uh, go back and forth a little bit with uh, – have you seen the second Deadpool yet, Josh? No. Did you see the first one? Yeah. Okay. 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 I just wasn't sure. Sometimes I watch comic book movies. (laughs) Only the rated R ones. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to go back and forth with Patrick on this. And generally not Marvel. Right. No. Yeah. Um, Only because – in the the last podcast, and we don't have to spend too much time on this because I know you already talked about it. You had stated <clears throat> that you liked Deadpool one versus two Correct. better. Yep. Um, when you stated that, you had said you liked it more because there was more story. There's I don't want to say too much story, but there was more story in the second one. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, I I think the the difference that I found in the two was that the first one is fresh. Yes. Um, that you didn't know exactly how they were going to handle breaking the fourth wall, how they were going to do the jokes, how raunchy it was going to get and stuff like that. So when the second one came around, that luster was lost. Mm -hmm. And this one, and it allowed this one to be more story driven. Okay. I can, I can appreciate that. So for me, the spectacle was gone and that's, that's about the main reason it's still a great movie. Mm -hmm. Okay. And see, I when I wrote my review on uh, 
gregthemovieguy.com. <laughs> I, I was going back and forth on trying to compare the two, and I came up liking the second one more than I liked the first. Not by much. Not by much, mind you. But I did like the second one Was more. it because of the story? It was, yeah. I think. Because almost like you said, you weren't anticipating what was going to happen or you were anticipating what was going to happen when they came out with the first one. Mm-hmm. And when you got what you got, it was amazing. They right. did an incredible, incredible job with it. For me, that kind of helped me uh, ease into the second one and really appreciate um, the story of it. And instead of getting the or expecting the raunch and expecting the rated R-ness of it, I got to get a combination and a mixture of the story as well as the raunch and the comedy. Right. And I thought they did incredibly well with it. It allowed more character <clears throat> development. Exactly. And that's what I really appreciated was getting to see Ryan Reynolds not only being the gigantic smart ass of Deadpool that he was, but you got to see him at his absolute worst. Yeah. And I think that really helps develop that character, like exactly like you said. And I just I really appreciated that. Plus, adding Josh Brolin as Cable, who was fucking awesome. Um, the uh, the kid, the fire, whatever name he came up with, I can't remember what it was, like Fire Fist yeah. or something like that. Um, really loved that kid. Uh, everything that they did with the X Force thing was hysterical. I just I love that movie. Absolutely loved Deadpool too. Okay. Josh Brolin's the only one to play a villain in two different comic book movies, isn't he? I don't you know, know that of? I could call him a villain in that one. And K- he was so in K- Cable. He was Cable was not a villain. He's more of an antihero. He's an I antihero. Think. Okay, gotcha. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. When, once you realize why he's doing what he's doing, I don't know if you can label him a yeah. villain. Yeah, well, fuck me. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, we got we got a, a new viewer here. Let's let's pop up over and say hi. Say hi, Josh Waxelman. Hi, Josh Waxelman. You're watching. Oh, I'm not watching. It says you it are. It says you are. Well, my phone's in my pocket, so maybe my pocket's watching. Pocket watch. All right, <laughs> let's go. Wow. Um, I watched a movie that I'm just going to say what Fantastic. it is, and we could probably pass over. It's called A Dog's Purpose. Next. <laughs> okay. That good, um, huh? You know what? It, it's one of those things where they, how many times can they pull on your heartstring before you just don't really care anymore? Sure. All right. Um, <laughs> I love dogs, by the way. Don't get me wrong on that dogs are awesome says the guy with three cats shut up yeah. <laughs> uh yeah so going back to the talking about the uh the 90s marathon in june that we've been watching um i the very first uh movie i watched and i knew it was going to be the very first movie i watched was uh west craven scream mm-hmm. um it's just an iconic film i mean he turned the horror genre upside down when that movie came out, uh, reinvented, and, um, you know, it's a fantastic flick. So, uh, to make this uh, long story short, I watched Scream. It was awesome. Okay. Still awesome. I agree. Probably one of the better horror movies from the 90s. Yeah. Because I couldn't find much other ones for our topic coming up. You're not looking hard enough. All right. Go. Oh, I looked hard enough. I I assure you. (laughs) Um. So for my last one, it was actually a movie I went and saw last week. I was really, really super excited about it. I'm not so much anymore. I went and saw Solo. Ooh. Yeah? I think you're the solo person in the room who saw it. That probably should stay that way. Did you go solo? No, I went with Emily. Oh. No, I didn't. I went with uh, my, my old roommate, Adam. My apologies, Adam, if you're watching, which you're not. <clears throat> so, yeah, I was excited to see it. <clears throat> Me? Do they do they need to let that that 
that whole franchise just die. I I although Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things right. has been a like I, and this could be just rumor and just bullshit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but they've in talks for her to play a young Leia. Really? Yeah. Which that's that could be bullshit, and I could be wrong. But I think I saw something about that the other day. I don't think the franchise needs to die. I think they need to handle it better in these little offshoots that they're yeah. doing. Like Rogue One was an awesome story. I don't think they needed a uh, Han Solo origin story. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way I felt about it because you kind of knew enough about Han Solo from the other movies. That's why. All you, did, why did you need to know more? That's all you wanted to know, really. Yeah. And I think the story could have been done better. It was good. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I'm having trouble with my feelings on this because it was directed by Ron Howard and I absolutely mm-hmm. love Ron Howard as a director. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal second director, by the way, he wasn't the first one. First director, over. first director dropped out. Oh, I didn't know that. He was fired. He fired. Was fired. Do we know who the okay. first director was or do you? Um, I don't remember. No, that's all right. Um, so I, I don't know if that means he went, Ron Howard went in and completely scrapped it and started fresh or if he built off of whoever, whatever happened begin or Couldn't whatever. Yeah. I love Ron Howard as a director and a filmmaker. I think he does a phenomenal job. And I was really excited to see what he was going to do with this. And if you take the entire Star Wars theme out of it, it's a decent sci-fi movie. <laughs> the thing that really killed it for me and stop me if you don't want any spoilers or anything. I'm not going to do spoilers, but I don't care. Okay. He might care. I don't care. I'm planning on seeing it, but I don't care. Regardless of whatever I say. Yeah. The character that played Han Solo completely took me out of it. Okay. He is not Han Solo. And that's, I think that's the. The, I I think the biggest sin that they caused or committed on this was um, hiring someone that was relatively the same age as. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Ford. Thank you. (laughs) God, I have so many brain farts. Uh, Harrison Ford, when he did it, in Star Wars. Right. Really? Because he's a young man when yeah. he did it. Which so. is true. And I don't think they, it, that wasn't the, the worst part of it. It was just, it was the guy's acting was not the Han Solo that you remember. So go in remembering that Harrison Ford is Han Solo and this guy is like the Walmart special. Okay. How was Donald Glover? Oh, as uh, Lando? Yeah. He's probably the best part of the movie. All right. <clears throat> so Would he'll, you have preferred a Chewbacca origin story? You kind of get one. Oh, do you? A little little bit. A little bit. I'll go for that. A little bit. You get to see a little bit of how they meet up and kind of where he comes from. And it's it's a nice little heartwarming, touching moments in there. (laughs) Now, do you have to see the rest of the Star Wars movies to get what's going on here? Because if so, I've got a lot of catching up to do. No. I'm kidding. (laughs) Seen all of them. Should we see Solo first before we see the other Star Wars movies? <laughs> if you want to hate yourself, yes. All right. Cool. <laughs> all right. Uh, my third one then is uh, I finally got to catch The Greatest Showman. Oh, good. Did it blow you out of the water? It really did. Oh, my yeah. God. That movie it is really so good. good. Um, I mean, I'm a big musical person anyway. Mm-hmm. I love musicals. Sometimes movie musicals don't quite live up to stage musicals. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, that's what musicals are designed for is the stage. And so many times they take a, a stage musical and ruin it by making a movie out of it. But these times where they actually make a movie musical for the movie, I think they get it right. And this one just really. They got it right. They really got it right. Did so. you watch any of the special features on that? No. Because oh, I, my God. No. 
So it's, yeah, that's yeah. that one's worth watching. I, yeah, I don't have the DVD, since. but I will get the DVD. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's so. Uh, it's so good. And see, that's I was I've been kind of uh, hoping that you'd see it at some point because I'd love to get your perspective, or I wanted to get your perspective being a stage actor, yeah. and kind of being in that realm where me, I don't do well with movie musicals or any musicals for that matter. It just feels weird to me, and this one was just like it grabbed you from the beginning yeah. and it did not let go, yeah. and I love that. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> How long did that movie? It took like ten years or something like that to get that movie made. Did it? It was a long time. It's crazy. It was a long time to get that movie made. So well, and Hugh Jackman was—I don't want to say injured—he had uh, his bouts with uh, skin, skin cancer. cancer. Yeah. Yep. And I guess they had issues with his. He tore his stitches open and yeah. all sorts that's, of stuff during. They, all, yeah. That's in the special features. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. It's really interesting. So, <clears throat> right. um, Josh? yeah. I'll end uh, my last three with a, a Greg recommendation. Oh. Greg has talked about this movie a few times. I've seen this movie in my queue a few times, and I've just passed on by because I wasn't that interested. But last night, Christina Ricci, Justin Long, and Liam oh. Neeson took me through Afterlife. Oh, um, I haven't seen that in a long time, but yes. But yeah, that's a movie you've talked about. I really like that one. Did you like that yeah. one? I really dug it. And like, I don't love everything, but I like that. And um, uh, it was just, it, it was one of those movies that was like, it kept you questioning the mm-hmm. whole time like was she dead was she was he just messing with her right all the stuff in the end of that movie was um yeah it was, it was, it was a nice little nice little, nice little flick so yep. yeah uh really dug afterlife i watched that on it to be tv yeah okay so Cool. It's really good. I'm glad that one worked out for you. I dug it. I have to go yeah. back and watch it. I haven't seen that in a few years. Oh, no, that's, that's a really good one. <laughs> Excellent. So that is what we've been watching. Now, I can't remember. Do we go to our topic or do we go to our movie review? Our topic. Our topic. And I'm going to have somebody else bring us in on this one because I don't remember what the heck it really was or how to. It was Josh's it topic. So we're going to have Josh introduce Joshua. Yeah, bring us so in. We talked about it uh, last week. Well, we're we going to, we're going to do it too yeah. at the last podcast, yeah. but some guy couldn't make it to the podcast. Yeah. So captain dipshit over there ruined <laughs> it. But, um, so yeah, I've just been, uh, 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 I'm an avid listener of shit. Jeez. I'm an avid listener of other, uh, of podcasts. And uh, one of the things that I like to, to kind of listen to and, and hear people talk about is like the movies that got them into horror and what really scared the shit out of you when you were a kid. And even to like, you know, as as uh, as an adult, like what movies just haunt you? And so um, that with a combination of like uh, thinking we should maybe try it by decade. I wasn't alive in the 70s, but I know in the 70s, that's kind of where the iconic movies started to really kick up. Mm-hmm. So the topic is, what is the scariest movie to you uh, by decade starting in the 1970s? And now I kind of want to talk about uh, not only say the movie, and we wrote down a couple each, um, but say why. Like, what about that movie um, really kind of made you pick that movie. So, um, I know you said starting in the seventies, but I'm going to kick in one because I was born the decade earlier than you guys were. Yeah. So you're going to drop some 60 science. I'm going to drop. Well, I mean, I was barely alive in the, I was 
three going into the seventies, mm-hmm. but there were movies from the sixties that affected me in the seventies. Okay. In fact, there was a movie from the thirties that affected me in the seventies. Okay. Uh, Wizard of Oz, the flying monkey scared the shit out of me when I was a little. Sure. Boy. Nice. Okay. Sure. I can appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. So, so throw that in there, but uh, psycho from 1960s uh, just was very influential when I had finally seen it as mm-hmm. well as night of the living dead. Those were yeah. both those were both the uh, nineteen sixty movies that affected me in the seventies. So it's let's go ahead and yep. So let's go ahead and jump into the seventies then. Okay. Uh, again, I can start if you want me to, or we can. Sure. You, do we? Uh, we're obviously going around robin. Yep. And then you want to? I'm going to pick my. Do we want to pick our first choice and then do? Um, and then do like, like honorable mention honorable type mentions? Thing? Sure. Or okay. So the, I wrote down a few, and I thought I was going to go with one. That I was like, I that's the one to go with. And then I remembered another movie that I saw, um, not when I was super young, but um, young enough for it to just bring nightmare fuel every time I close my eyes. And that was 1979's uh, Amityville Horror mm-hmm. with uh, James Brolin. Um, that movie, A, based off of true story mm-hmm. or real events um there's there's imagery yeah i know i gotcha <laughs> i gotcha there's imagery it's not mm-hmm. even like what you see in that movie even it's just the atmosphere and the feel of that movie mm-hmm. um just sends chills down your spine it scared the shit out of me and i remember just like you see that movie and then you go to bed and you're stuck in the dark and mm-hmm. you're just like, what's in that darkness? And uh, not a lot of movies did that to me. And it's usually, it's certain kind of movies. It's that's one of those like paranormal movies for some reason, just even today, you'll notice them on my list. They're just, they just scare the shit out of me. And it's not, again, it's not what you see. It's what, what you, you don't see. see. Yep. Um, yep. So yeah, uh, 1979's Amityville Horror. Okay. I'm up. Yep. All right, so I have to do a little bit of a lead-in because uh, oh, just uh, just popped on. We have Mr. Tyler Schmid. Hey, so Tyler. hi Tyler. You should have joined us. Jerk. You should have. Yeah. Um. So a little bit of a lead-in here, and I think uh, Josh, you might know a little bit about this. When I grew up, I was banned from like watching scary type movies mm-hmm. because my parents weren't into the whole scary type movie thing, which is perfectly yeah. fine. But I grew up a very Disney childhood, very Disney, like kids movies. Disney was like my bread and butter. Um, dressed as Tinkerbell. My sister was, but every Halloween no. <clears throat> I actually Tinkerbell. was dressed up as Peter Pan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Um, so I really didn't, get into the horror genre until I was older Um, because I was not forbidden, but for lack of a better word from watching those types of movies. um, When I first got my, uh, my start and seeing them, it like traumatized me. Uh, First movie that I ever saw a horror movie was it. Yep. I, I don't like clowns because of that. And so it's it's kind of taken me a little bit of time to get into the genre. And actually, I've gotten more into the genre after knowing Josh because uh, being around it and kind of um, saturating yourself within the genre, you really watch and find an, a, 
this is going to sound sick, an appreciation for the genre. And I'm, I'm just now starting to kind of get into that to where horror movies don't scare me much anymore because I've, I've seen take this literally or figuratively. I've seen the sauces being made. Mm-hmm. I know how they work. I know that that shit is not real. And I've, it's, it's kind of fun to live in the darkness. So from now and going back, this is all stuff that I've seen that I actually like, um, having seen them when I'm older now. So take that for whatever it's worth. Jumping into the seventies, um, Halloween is one of those that I think really kind of kept me on edge. Um, I, I, I just, I love the Michael Myers character. I love the, the whole story surrounding Halloween and how everything came about in there. And I think it's just one of those, like you hear the, the, the splitting piano music Mm -hmm. and you see him standing behind the sheet or you see him standing behind the bush and it's just like, what the fuck is going to happen? So Halloween would be mine. All right. Uh, 1970s. Um, I was very young when I saw this, I saw it on HBO and I find this interesting that we all three have a different movie that affected us in in the seventies and mine is the exorcist. Yep. And see, I, I have that as one of them on my list and um, just kind of not to steal this. If you you have more to say, I can stop. No, keep going. Okay, there are there are like I don't there's not a lot of horror movies that I won't watch. There are one type and they're exorcism movies that Mm -hmm. I will not touch when it gets into the whole ritual religion type. That stuff bothers Mm -hmm. me. That stuff is the only stuff that bothers me. I have never seen The Exorcist. Right. I probably will never see The Exorcist or any exorcism movies anything like that. I, I just, was, I was probably way too young <clears throat> to have seen it. I was over at a friend's house. They had HBO. We just decided to watch. Hey, movie. let's watch the exorcist. <laughs> I could not sleep. I had troubled sleep for yep. weeks. Mm-hmm. It was insane. Um, because it was, it wasn't like your boogeyman type thing. It's right. stuff that you've been told growing up in a religious household. This could happen. Mm-hmm. You know, they talk about demons being real. They talk about, and then all of a sudden you see it personified on screen and you're like and they say it's like based on mm-hmm. once again yep. based on a real yep. story mm-hmm. but still you know that one to this day i will put any movie up against and i think exorcist holds its own to this day yeah uh that was an honorable mention of mine okay um so that's in my honorable <laughs> mentions along with uh, 1974's uh texas chancellor massacre and the movie that i feel like haunted everybody and made you just think twice before going into any ocean swimming oh, pool shit, yeah. jaws. lake yep. anything mm-hmm. jaws uh 1975 jaws mm-hmm. i don't care who you are if you were a kid that ever went into a swimming pool less than three feet deep you wondered <laughs> what was underneath your feet oh god yeah mm-hmm. um and, and you know it's a swimming pool but I've had nightmares of sharks and swimming pools. No joke. Sure. And um, my wife won't go into a lake because she's so afraid of sharks because of that movie. Yeah. So it's crazy. And they do this great thing now <clears throat> in Texas. They had they set up a a movie screen outside on a lake, and they you can bring your own um, tube or whatever to sit on, and they show Jaws on the lake, and that would be an experience <laughs> that I would love to have that's that's like uh we went on a cruise as a family when i was like 14 <laughs> or 15 and um they had a whole bunch of outdoor activities planned but it was raining that day so they decided to show a movie in one of the big theaters they showed titanic on a boat on a boat 
in the middle of the ocean. Good choice. Yeah. Good choice. I thought that was like, what the, f- what really? So, sorry, just side note. No, that's cool. Honorable uh, mentions, Greg? Their, back, uh, their backup was the Poseidon Adventure. Right. <laughs> you know. Followed by Ghost Ship. Yeah. Um, my honorable mention was uh, Carrie. Ooh. That's a good pick, yeah. Um, I Again, I, I saw that for the first time uh, as an older child, mm-hmm. um, like two years ago. But I, I could imagine seeing that and just be like, mortified Mm -hmm. and you know especially if you were in high school and seeing something like that you know the you've got the the kids who are especially now Mm -hmm. you've got the kids who are bullied and Mm -hmm. you know obviously it's a supernatural more type telekinesis type thing which is not typically existing but still you you gotta wonder a little bit of how far people are gonna go yeah uh the other honorable mention i had was uh what you've already said halloween Halloween. Yeah. But that, that was very influential for me. So cool. Uh, 1980s. I'll start 80s. Go. Okay. Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, and it's probably one that you guys uh, wouldn't put on there. Poltergeist. Great pick. <laughs> I loved Poltergeist. And <laughs> not just because, I mean, it was entertaining, but also there were parts of it that were quite scary. The, the stupid clown, clown? doll. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What the hell was that about? I mean, you go back and look at it now and it, I mean, the special effects are pretty cheesy and everything yeah. else, but still, I remember being a young teenager seeing that and just thinking, wow, this is freaking amazing and, and scary I, at the same time. Uh, I will put the preacher up against any scary visually villain in in any movie. The preacher from those movies mm-hmm. is terrifying. So, yeah. All right. Good pick. Uh can I can I interject a quick yeah, story? The first movie that Emily and I ever like watched, watched, not like went to, but watched was Poltergeist because we started dating in September and uh, Fear Fest came on in October oh, and she gotcha. was down visiting and I was watching that. She's like, oh, I'm going to sit down and watch Poltergeist. Mm, good pick, Emily. Good, yeah. good luck when we get to the swimming pool. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. I Again, I put – I started making my list and I thought I was going to go with one and then – I remember the very first horror film I ever saw when I was six year six years old. I saw 1989's Pet Cemetery, Ooh. and um, it's one spot in that movie that even to this day I I see it and I can I got her in my head. She's never left in 30 years. She's never left. There's a scene where uh, the the mom in that movie has a sister and she has a disease but i don't know what the, i don't remember what the disease yeah it's disfiguring though and she's bedridden and at one point she pops up in the bed and she gets up and she starts coming towards the camera and i think her name was zelda i want to say i don't remember but it was a t- terrifying mm-hmm. image and mm-hmm. character and <clears throat> i saw i could close my eyes now i know i see her it's i it's terrifying mm-hmm. so that movie uh, was another one of those nightmare fuel movies that made me not want to close my eyes when I went to bed. Um, I could see her in the corner of my room. Mm-hmm. And she would not go away. Still, still there. Still there. So, yep. <laughs> Pet Cemetery. All right. So for mine, this is actually going to be sadly pathetic because I, I enjoy the series now. But uh, when I was younger, um, they have the, the Friday the 13th marathons mm-hmm. on, on Friday the 13th. Um, I don't remember how old I was. I want to say like 12 or 13 or one of those invincible ages right there. 
and the marathon came on and I thought, oh, you know what? I'm old enough. I can watch this and I'll be fine. And I think it was uh, it was either uh, episode or it was uh, Friday the 13th, six or seven. I don't remember which one. I remember there was a barn and I remember somebody getting pushed out of the barn and landing on something sharp. But I did not sleep that night. Hmm. And it was sadly pathetic because I've gone back and I've seen that same scene. And it's like that was probably the dumbest thing I could have ever done. But you're 12, you're 13 and you see exactly. something that terrifies you and – that's what lives with you. That, so it sticks with you. Definitely. That. Yeah. <clears throat> Is that uh, honorable mentions? So honorable mentions, right? Yep. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Because it ushered in a new era, a new style of horror. It wasn't something physical that could attack you. It was something that attacked your dreams. And I'm like, wow, that's a new idea. That's pretty awesome. And then my other one, uh, by this point, I'd read a butt ton of uh, Stephen King. Oh, okay. And although it's a horrible adaptation of the book, it was still a great movie, The Shining. Yeah, that's that great. One yeah. of my honorable mentions. I also, I also want to throw in there uh, The Lost Boys. Oh, that's a good movie. Because yeah. Kiefer Sutherland, I will take to my grave that he is one of the most terrifying vampires I have ever seen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you said <clears throat> Nightmare on Elm Street. That, yeah. was, uh, that was on mine. Um, again, based off of like a real life, not story, but like a story that Wes Craven heard and turned into um, a film idea and mm-hmm. created this iconic monster, essentially. And then 1981's Halloween 2. Um, yeah, that was it. So, uh, 1990. Greg, start us off on the 90s. Starting us off on the 90s. Well, I've actually already mentioned it, <clears throat> but <clears throat> I think it warrants probably the reasons of a lot of how I am today, and that's it. The TV miniseries, It. Tim Curry as the clown Pennywise in It. And a lot of people will still (laughs) contest that that's better than the new movie that came out. I happen to disagree. but I'd have to go back and rewatch it. I'm I'm still working my way up to going back and watching it just because there are some issues that I still have with it. The original or the remake? The original. original. I saw the remake twice. Okay. Good for you, Greg. Thank Uh, you. Yeah, 90s for me. Uh, it's kind of a tie, but I'm going to save one for my honorable mention. Uh, I'm going to say the one that influenced me the most or affected me the most in the 90s was uh, Blair Witch Project because it ushered in something brand new. Mm-hmm. Only a handful of people had tried it before, but nobody was as mainstream as it. Nobody handled the marketing as well as they handled that uh, because there was so much online presence for this movie in the marketing scheme. And they would only drop things that made it look real. Mm-hmm. That, that was going on. So Blair Witch is at the top of my list for the 90s. You know, I'm not going to change my pick. Uh, Patrick just said it. The Blair Witch Project, 1999. Sure. I remember I saw the movie in the theater. Those people went into hiding to sell mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah. Those, you couldn't find those people. Mm-hmm. Um, they were reported missing and lost. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, yeah, Patrick pretty much said it all. The marketing behind that movie. And how they sold that. Well, and just and just all the background genius. stuff they did with the with the newspaper clippings and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They posted realistic looking stuff everywhere, yeah. and people couldn't find any examples of it being a hoax for the longest time. Yeah. So, uh, I think the first time they kind of really uh, uh, were seen again was they went on. I don't remember if it was Letterman or Leno, but they pretty much went on there and like. Ha 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 ha! Yeah. All you people bought this shit. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the money. Uh, see you later. Yeah. Um, so uh, it was it was it was genius. So 
um, honorable mentions for 1990s? Yeah, I have one. And again, a little story behind it was Children of the Corn 2. Um, okay, we'll let you have it. But yeah. I'll, I'll still tip my head a little bit. <laughs> um, I don't remember when this came out, but I went to one of my first sleepover bar- birthday parties. And the birthday parents or birthday guy's mother rented that for all of us to watch. That is fucked up. Right? At a birthday party? At a birthday party. And what age? We were living here, so I was at least nine or ten, maybe eleven. At a birthday party. At a birthday party. So crazy. it was me and like seven other guys at like nine, ten, eleven, that age right there. And I had to kind of buck up watching a <laughs> horror movie. Did it scare you because you were all, you know, investigating your own corn cobs at that time as well? Oh, for sake. Sake. <laughs> no, but it was one of those where it's like, okay, I can watch this. There's a there's a bunch of my friends here. Nothing's going to happen. And then the mom came down. I was like, hey, you know that was uh, filmed in Nebraska or that was a true story from Nebraska. And then she went back Oh, nice. Like, well played, mom. Yeah. That's so awesome. That, it, was, it was a little rough that evening, but it, I, I survived, obviously. And then uh, honorable mention from the 90s was a movie I just watched uh, the other day, The Sixth Sense. That was, on my, that was my tie for Blair Witch was Sixth Sense because very much like Blair Witch, you know, it was so well handled that people mm-hmm. didn't talk about it. Yeah. And I don't know who was the first person that came out and said, no fucking spoilers. Yeah. You know, maybe that was the movie mm-hmm. that, that, that coined the whole spoiler thing. You it know? had to. Because yeah. that would have just devastated that movie. Yeah. yeah. Nobody. I mean, I went to it weeks later and I had no idea. Yeah. But there wasn't much for like Internet stuff like that or, yeah. you know, people were I think were a little bit more conscientious mm-hmm. of hey this is a pretty heavy spoiler movie yeah. i'm not going to say anything where now somebody will jump on the internet and be like no he's already dead <laughs> yeah no that was that was my tie for the 90s <clears throat> spoiler uh <laughs> uh yeah 1996's uh scream which i talked about mm-hmm. earlier and 1998's uh ringu okay so which is a terrifying movie yeah it's i mean japanese know how to make a so he know yeah, how they to make some uh, yeah, yeah they like do visually yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Yeah. Who wants to kick off 2000s? 2000 was tough for me. I'm going to let somebody else jump in. Yeah. Go, Greg. I'll go. How many go. do you have? Just the three. You have three? Yeah. I actually have four. Okay. Um, I'm going to coattail off of your Ringu okay. with the ring. Um, It wasn't so much more terrifying as it was suspenseful uh-huh. with some terrifying moments. But I remember being pretty creeped out yeah. when seeing that, especially when you watch the video and you think, oh, God, my phone's ringing. Yeah. Mm, I don't want to answer it. So uh, I will tag that one with uh, House of a Thousand Corpses as a tie. Good. The ring ruined, <clears throat> uh, like, did anybody ever wake up to TV snow? Yes. The snow on the TV? Oh, yeah. And just shut that shit off after you saw yeah. the ring? Because you're like. I was that way with, after Poltergeist, though. Oh, oh, sure. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah, see I get, that. Yeah, I can I see that. You. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, ring was on my, it was at the top of my list, the ring. Um, and here's a fun story because uh, we got the DVD of it and it had as a special feature. The video. The video. Yep. <laughs> oh, shit. So yeah. I took that and put it on a blank DVD and wrote, do not watch on <laughs> it. And left it for my oldest daughter. Okay. Just seeing the movie as well. And she popped it on, and of course I dialed her phone. Right <laughs> you are an ass. Sir. I 
I'm, I'm like that mom who said, you know, that film you know, was based on what happened here in yeah. Nebraska. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, is the ring your pick? Ring was my pick. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with 2013's The Conjuring. Um, mm-hmm. And it just goes back to that uh, paranormal, what you cannot see is more terrifying than showing you anything. What year was um, that? 2013. Yeah, we're in the 2000s, aren't we? Yes. I mean, that doesn't count. 2010s. What? 2010. Ah, well, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I will find the... Uh, 2004 is the grudge. Okay. All right. I give you that one. So. That's my honorable mention. So oh, that one was, I had uh, two honorable mentions. Uh, one was paranormal activity. And that was because when I watched it the first time, I thought that it was based on a true story and therefore it kind of creeped me out. Gotcha. Then I found out it was not based on a true story and I felt like an ass, but still it was creepy. And then uh, one of my all time favorite horror movies, also honorable mention was the strangers. Mm. Yeah. Good pick. The Strangers Pray at Night, by the way, comes out on Tuesday. Nice. Ooh. Good talk. Um, honorable mention, Patrick? Uh, Grudge was my honorable mention. Okay, cool. Um, 28 Days Later was the other one I put down, and not because it was it, it was a movie that scared me or uh, was terrifying. It was the first time I ever saw zombies mm-hmm. run. Mm. Oh, sure. That was it. Yeah. Um, that's why I put it down is because – uh, you, anytime you ever saw a zombie movie, you're, it was always about how many the horde, and that's why you couldn't get away. It mm-hmm. wasn't because they're they're faster than you; it was because there's so many you couldn't get by. Once they started making those things run, shit just took on a yeah. whole new level. Yeah. So, uh, twenty eight days later, mm-hmm. and I, I mean that movie's fantastic. So, right. this was the remake of Dawn of the Dead, which I think falls into that same category. Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> okay, twenty yeah. tens. I didn't do 2010s, but if you're going to do 2010s, then uh, you have for, The Conjuring. For me, it wasn't necessarily one single movie as opposed to a series, the Annabelle movies. Which was a, was a jump off The Conjuring. Mm, so yeah. I'm still going with The Conjuring. Yep. And I have no Arnold Vengeance because I didn't write any down. Okay. There you go. Um, I actually had one that was not really a mainstream movie, but it's the last movie that I remember scaring the crap out of me. And that was Last Shift. Last Shits was fantastic. And it that's was like, scary as hell. I forgot about that one. Yeah. That is a yeah, that's a really good movie. I just it's it's tough when you get in that that's I kind of want to uh jump off on a on a tangent here of how do you find a movie that scares the crap out of you anymore because we're so invested and involved exactly. with this yep. genre that yeah. you watch a movie and you think god that was weak. That was kind of cool how they did yeah. that. And you're I not think, really I think we're at that point where it's which one can influence you more. That's that's a good point. That's a good way to look yeah. at that. But uh, Last Shift was the last true movie to really um, cause me to hug a pillow and kind of sink into my chair. Yeah. Um, on my <clears throat> honorable mentions for 2010s, um, it's not necessarily horror per se, but Get Out. Get Out is fantastic. Also. Sure. I, I mean, it's still, that, yeah. it's still a thriller. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have horror elements, but it was categorized as a horror film. I'd say it's got horror um, elements. It's so. terrifying for all different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So get out. Yeah. And fresh reasons. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, that's what you look for. Now Sadly, and, relevant and, reasons. And, yeah, too. I know, right? In the horror films now, it's not even like, like you guys are saying, it's not even the scare factor or what, um, uh, you know, how much blood and stuff mm-hmm. is in it. It's what, what are you looking for now that's fresh? Right. What have right. you not seen? Um, Cause they're out there. 
Um, they're being made. Mm-hmm. Um, not too many of them, but uh, now it's that's what I look for now is what what's going to be shown that I have not seen before. And right now, the movie that, uh, from what I understand, <laughs> just from the reviews I've heard, uh, and I'm going to go try to see this next week is uh, Hereditary. Right now, is that that movie? I've, yeah, oh, I've been hearing some really good things good, yeah. about that. Yeah. So some really good uh, things, and that's you know kind of along those same lines. And that's I, I had a lot of trouble going through this because. How do you, you know, I, I think back to what movies actually scared me and what movies were just like epically gross. Yeah. You know, like I, I wanted to, I had actually had saw under my two thousands, mm-hmm. but it really didn't scare me. It was more of the, like, that's fucking disgusting. Yeah. Or the, uh, like the hostile movie was just God. And I think that's, that was kind of the product of the times was people wanted to see disgusting. They wanted mm-hmm. that like gallons of blood and entrails and people getting ripped in half and yeah. all that. And that's, I mean, that's not horror to what? No, keep going. Oh, okay. I said, that's not horror to me. I mean, yeah, it's, it's part of the element mm-hmm. of horror, but you look back to the Halloweens and the exorcists and the carries and the lost boys and mm-hmm. all the stuff that you guys says, there is a, a thrilling and there is a, um, there's an element of, I don't want to be in this spot right now because yeah. I am so uncomfortable with mm-hmm. whatever is sitting behind me that I cannot see. Yeah. yeah. Whereas that it's just like slid. Bleh. Yeah. Like, that's the, all like the saw movies and stuff like that, that those don't scare me, but they affect me. True. Um, I can, I can so. give you that one. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's a different level of being affected. Yeah. To I mean, where, like it, I'll watch it, but I, yeah. I laugh more than I am scared by it. So, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, two other honorable mentions, uh, don't breathe. And then most recently, A Quiet Place. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And you'll talk about movies that you uh, that are kind of fresh and new and shit you haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. I throw Darren Aronofsky's mother in there too. Yep. So it's not scary. It's not a scary film and it's not full of blood and guts, mm-hmm. but it's just a really unnerving flick. Yeah. So that's, I think that's what makes horror is, you know, you feel uncomfortable watching something on a screen. Yeah. I think, so. yeah. So it'll cool. be interesting where the genre goes in the next decade then. Yeah, that is, that's true. 20s. I, yeah, I, I think it is going to be interesting. I think we're going to see a lot of reboots and a lot of sequels, but they're mm-hmm. going to try and capitalize right. on, um, cause it's stuff that's already been done. It's hard to find fresh. Right. So, right. Cool. All right. All right. And take us into the feature. Gregory. Let's dive into the feature. We all watched the movie. It was a Netflix original, wasn't it? Uh, yes. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was Netflix original movie called The Ritual. Patrick has the specs. I do have the specs here. Uh, The Ritual, a group of college friends reunite for a trip to the forest, but encounter a menacing presence in the woods that is stalking them. Uh, 2017 Netflix original on IMDb. It gets 6.3 out of 10 on we're going to come back to uh, Rotten Tomatoes here in a second because I just closed the tab. It did well on Rotten Tomatoes. I know that. So, discuss. Um, uh, uh, Greg, um, discuss. Uh, you're playing with your phone. You're playing with your tablet. No, I'm sorry. Everybody's I got a, playing. I got All a text right. from my wife who just sent me a message that she is watching for the first time The Matrix. Ooh. For the first time? For the first time. Wow. I am so excited. I wish I could be there to watch it with her, but that would probably just ruin it. So I'm glad that she's experiencing this on her own because The Matrix is such a freaking good movie. Um, The Ritual. Yeah, um, and the, I, the tomato meter, 71% from uh, the critics, and then audience score, 
58%. But still uh, positive. Yeah. Um, so I would st- I will start out of the gate by saying that I liked this movie better the second time around. I hated this fucking movie the first time I saw it. Hmm. Hated it with a passion. Those scores were high. Um, so I can start off by saying that. Uh, Greg? I'm going to follow suit with your first watch. This mm-hmm. movie was awful. Okay. Um, are we just kind of stating little bits and pieces and then diving in or sure. can I dive in right now? You just di- dive? For, what, I mean, or first reaction. For Patrick? me, I liked the first three quarters. Okay. Hey, okay. Okay, good. Okay. Really? When it got to the end and they started showing the creature more and yep. more, that's when it took me out of it. Yep. Okay. And I can appreciate that. So, good Lord, that cat scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Patrick's black cat. That'll be my honorable mention for the 2010s. Um, the thing that really bugged me about this movie, like it had such potential from the beginning. Um, like it came out guns blazing basically. Oh yeah. That opening scene in the 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 liquor store store, was like, holy shit. And then it just kind of like slowed to a grinding halt. Like there was nothing exciting from that point until even after they were like hanging out in the cabin. Really? I, I hate to say it. I fell asleep. Hmm. I did. Okay. Which is not a good thing to happen during a movie that's supposed to be exciting. Yeah. Um, really it picked up for me when they got, uh, when they were kidnapped, I guess you could call it or restrained or whatever happened to them right, towards yeah. the end there. Yeah. That's when it started to pick up for me. But by that point I had lost interest in caring about any of the characters. The only thing I really cared about was the main guy just getting fucking smashed upon all recognition because what happened with, uh, the stuff in the drugstore, the, no, I'm saying it, the liquor store, he deserved to die for that. That was dick move on his part, and he deserved to die. Okay, so real quick, though, because you said that, how would you have gone about it? You got two guys in the liquor store that are after your friend robbing him, Mm -hmm. taking his wallet, taking his watch, wanting his wedding ring, who he wouldn't give it up. Right. And you're hiding behind a shelf. How do you approach it, Greg? Differently, how do you approach it? I don't know that I can legitimately say that because I could say I'm going to go out, I'm going to be throwing bottles and I'm going to be causing distractions and making chaos for those people. But you can't say that because I don't know what that situation's like. I've mm-hmm. never been in that situation. You never know what you're going to do exactly. until you're in until you're in that situation. And, exactly. you know, I, I could very well be that same type of person where I'm going to hide behind the things and only cause issues for one of my friends who's still standing there. Yeah. Um, I guess if it was me and I was backing up, I'd be grabbing my friend and trying to back him up too to get behind there and maybe cause a distraction at some point where we can yeah. do something about that. But again, you don't know what's going to happen when you're in that situation. Yeah. So yeah, had I let my friend sit there and die while I'm watching him and he's watching me, I probably deserve to die for that. Okay. So that's now that they didn't have a long range weapon. They had a machete, I think. Right. Um, so it's not like they're going to shoot at you. Right. Um, they would have had to run after you to to get you. But I'm not saying machete is like a safe weapon either, but they there would have been some uh, – they would have had to at least work had for he, it. Had he run yeah. backwards, he would have had a better shot. Yeah. Than, yeah. You know, I, I think what he actually him. had was a tire iron that he got hit with. Is that what oh, it was? Oh, okay. Yeah, because okay. it, it was a pipe, more of a pipe type. Thing. Sure. Okay. Let's see, I would have taken my chances with a pipe yeah. versus that. I, I couldn't remember if he had a gun. I just remember the guy getting hit with something. Yeah, yeah. So. They, it was it, – it was not – 
pistol or no it wasn't yeah it wasn't a long range weapon they were both like yeah pipes or something like that i just i felt like he what he did was a dick move on his part and that's just that's how i felt and i felt more the dick uh the dick thing to do was his friends shitting on him for an entire movie because of the way he went about yeah that liquor store Mm -hmm. confrontation you know i can understand them being angry at him about it but to shit on him about it was uncalled for yeah i felt that was dick move on their part but then again when you're thrown into a situation of high emotion everything comes out Mm -hmm. so true yeah sorry greg i was no that's okay um again i i didn't care that let me back up are we spoiling um, it came it's out 217, this year? 217. Last year? Okay. 2017. Wait, so a year. Yeah. yeah. I guess um, for me, it's like, if you've watched, if you're going to watch it, you've watched it. But, yeah. um, I don't know. Should we say the spoilers ahead and go from there? Yeah. Spoilers right. ahead. There you spoilers go. ahead. We are spoiling. There's going to be spoiling. We're spoiling. Spoil. I'm jumping off of the Facebook page now because I don't want to be spoiled. I think we've only got one person watching. It's, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's me. Um, I didn't care that any of the guys died. Um, I didn't care that they got kidnapped. I didn't care that um, they were being tortured by the village people. <laughs> the village da, people. They're da, singing da, the YMCA da. to them. That's torture. <laughs> that would be torture. That would be torture. Uh, the only thing that really kept my interest and peaked towards the end is being able to see what they had for the monster. And then I saw it. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't give two shits. Was that a giant moose? It was a fucking it moose monster. It looked like a moose, <laughs> it was a moose. with a, with like with hands. a body stuck yeah. to its head. But it's like it's just like the like the bones of a moose, right? Like it didn't look like there was any body to it. No, I it totally looked know. like there was mass to it. Was yeah. there? Yeah, like uh, it was a super tall, like yeah. half person. It was half like moose. moose, elk. But you only human. saw it in shadow, right? No, at the end you saw it pretty well. Did you? Okay. Yeah, I it was it ridiculous, especially I, when he hits the tree line. Yeah, so it's running. When at, the, at, the, at the very end, when the guy steps out of the tree line into the, into the field, oh he, he yeah, he comes right up to that tree line yeah, into the yeah, daylight, yeah. and you can see him. Yeah, gotcha. And I'm like, Ugh. it just it killed it. It absolutely killed it. For at me. first, yeah. I thought it was like the ants, you know, tree ants mm-hmm. coming after him or something. I said, is this some sort of druid type situation or whatever? Yeah. And Especially since there were runes all over the place. I was thinking it was a druid thing. Which would have been cool. I could have gotten on board <laughs> yeah. with something like that. Yeah. But, but in, you know, it's it's the one thing about horror movies, especially creature features, is you build up so much like, oh, my God, this is going to be the coolest thing ever. It's a moose monster. Yeah. It's one of the situations <laughs> where <laughs> had they not shown it, it probably would have been better. I, I think I would have. Yeah. I think I would have appreciated it more had you not seen like the the silhouette mm-hmm. of it behind the burning building or right. in front of the burning building or whatever. Um, I will give one positive note to this movie. The cinematography was stunning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely beautifully yep. shot. Yep. yep. I'm out. <laughs> um, like I said before, it held my attention really, really well for three quarters of the movie. Uh, once it got to the CGI monster, Killed it. Yeah, I, I liked it when you could just see bits and pieces through the trees mm-hmm. and stuff. That's all you need to mm-hmm. see. Just hearing it. Hearing, hearing it, it I was mean, scarier than anything. Hearing that guy, the first guy, screaming yeah. as he's being, you know, hung up in a tree, or, uh, that was, to me, much more effective than yeah. actually seeing this thing grabbing people by the neck and lifting them up, which would probably kill people just yeah. in that. 
alone. Um, you know, so up until the point that they got into the village of the dam cabin Just area village type people. thing. Now it's village. <laughs> the village people. Um, you know, it was interesting to see, you know, different people there of different nationalities, though, because the one people were talking, I don't even know what language that was. Yeah. You know, but to know that there were certain people selected out of each group that has gone out into this forest, etc., uh, that were to be saved to help worship this creature. Yeah. Um, I do want to go back and look at one of the scenes because she explains what the monster is. And I want to see the lore behind it because she said something about, I think it's she said God. something about Loki. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I missed that. Because they said something about Norse gods earlier. Mm-hmm. And then they said something about a, a descendant of Loki or something like that, which would totally explain the horns and everything else. <clears throat> um, but yeah, still the cre- showing the creature ruined it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even having the, 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 the villagers there may have ruined it for me as well, because <clears throat> here you are having four characters down to three, down to two, and all of a sudden you introduce an entire village. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? Who really had nothing to do with that movie until they ran into the village. Right. Right. Real, I mean, oh, right? that's exactly right. Yeah. So you know, even, even the burning stumps leading up to it, they could have used that and he shows up in a place where there's nobody there or stuff like, I mean, it still would have been more effective than, yeah. than that. So, so for me, like I said, it worked really well. I thought they built up the suspense really well. I, especially that first cabin scene, when they wake up and I did like uh-huh. the way they overlapped the uh, liquor store scene and blended it into the forest. That's cool. mm-hmm. I thought that was a really cool idea. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So uh, like I said, I, I liked this movie actually better the second time around the first time I did not like this movie at all. In fact, I was mad at it. I was mad that I watched it. And then, um, uh, I, I, I felt like there was things maybe I missed the first time or I just didn't understand the first time. Or maybe like Greg, I fell asleep the first time. I don't remember. <laughs> um, it had the atmosphere of The Witch, the movie The Witch. It had mm-hmm. that, I can yep. see that. I that, see that gray, just gloomy atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, going back to Greg, it was beautifully shot. It looks really, Fantastic. really good. It also helps that their environment was really beautiful. Yeah. That helped as yeah. well. But continue. Um, <clears throat> So, yeah, it had the atmosphere of the witch, but it also had elements of Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, that whole cabin scene was straight out of Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the, uh, the, 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 the finding the, the house in the middle of the forest and just all the weird things that went along with the house, but not really explained really what was going, 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 like why everything was going weird in the house. Um, it just felt very Blair Witchy to me. Um, I didn't know why they kept having to flash back throughout the whole movie to that convenience store. We got it once. Then we got it in the cabin, and that was fine. But they did it a handful more times after that, and I don't know why they kept having to go back well, because to that. I guess I, I, I was looking for more of a payoff with it There's because none. because there was no payoff with yeah. why he had to revisit and the only thing that i you know each person had a different experience at the cabin mm-hmm. um and why they just played on his and then partially that the the one guy they ended the up night, the sacrificing yeah you know 
the sacrificing, or was it the guy that had the nightmare about his wife? <clears throat> well, that that was the sacrifice. That was the same thing. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah because the, vill- it, the villagers sacrificed he, him. He thought it was his wife that was coming up to him and was actually the yeah, yeah. moose monster. Okay, yeah. So, um, see, and that kind of bothered me too. Is it's like the other two were just taken; they didn't have an experience or anything like yeah. that. And but and, we needed that. We needed that them just being taken without being seen yeah. and just hearing it. Yeah. Uh, to a certain extent, I almost would have liked maybe one or two more characters in that so we could get still get that. But I, I think we would it would have benefited having all like three or four of them in the uh, in the kidnap situation mm-hmm. where you can kind of pull a little bit more from that instead of having that right at the end of the movie, bring it a little bit closer and take out some of the fluff that was yeah. in there. Because yeah. I think there was a there was too much moving through the forest, too much hearing things. And it's just like, I want something to happen now. And then it does happen. It's like, okay, that was not really satisfying. No. Yeah, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. See, and, and with seeing that liquor store over and over and over, and then finally seeing the guy, you know, there was no liquor store. It's just the guy laying there next to him. Mm-hmm. And when he motions to the ax or whatever, that's not what I wanted. I wanted absolution, I guess. I wanted him to be forgiven. I wanted him to walk out of there, think, you know, knowing, I don't know. I, I wanted more saving grace for that guy yeah. a little bit yeah. other than I'm the last person to live. Yeah. And see, I, I was so ready for him just to get impaled by yeah. something. I, I wanted that so badly. And he was the only character I felt for that mm-hmm. whole movie. Yeah. Honestly, he was, he was, so it goes back to what, what, what I said about his friends just shitting on him mm-hmm. for something that they weren't even there for. Mm-hmm. Right. So they have no idea what went on. Only he does. And it was tragic. And instead of, trying to work him through that they'd shit on him for an hour and a half but uh i guess that's just something me personally i i i guess i've never been there i, but I, I wouldn't do that to yeah. somebody that's been through that corner that kind of situation i i almost wonder if it's like a, a bro situation where <clears throat> you know guys aren't the the emotional supportive type people we're gonna fucking razz you for stuff like that because it that was razzing, though. That yeah. was that was ball busting was, to the yeah. tenth degree. Right. I don't so. know. It's, that's about the only thing that I could come up with for that because I. I mean, I wouldn't do that. That's yeah. just me personally. But I could see a situation where you get a bunch of really good friends together. They know each other. They've experienced life together, and they had this traumatic experience. And instead of trying to be supportive, they're being dicks about it yeah. because that's what dudes sometimes do. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, just real quick to wrap it up. Um, I loved, uh, the monster until I saw it. Um, going back to what Patrick said, I, just hearing that thing yeah. was enough. Um, yeah, I thought, the, uh, I thought the sound editing was really yeah, good. Fantastic. Um, I hated the cult aspect of the movie, but any movie that introduces a cult aspect, is just not my mm-hmm. thing. Um, I already talked about flashing back to the convenience store. I didn't know why they had to keep doing that. And then I thought this would have worked fantastically as a, just a monster movie without yeah. the cult, without uh, any of that stuff at the end and just being without the, the monsters of God, without the mm-hmm. all that stuff. And this straight up, this is a monster that is here. Stalks people in the woods. You've got to deal yep. with. So I could I, I probably uh, would have gotten more on board with that. So that's, uh, that's my take on the ritual. Yeah, your name for everybody. Uh, out of or, ten. Out of ten. Uh, yeah, I would. I would give it a six. I'd go six. Oh, I six. Yes. Four. Okay. Cool. 
<laughs> so that's the ritual uh, from 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 everybody. Uh, Greg, what do we what do we do next? What do we do next on the Midnight Frightcast? Frank, we talk about we the do feature. plugs. We do plugs. plugs. We do plugs. Somebody want to plug <laughs> because I was not prepared for plugging quite yet. Uh, Patrick, do you have a plug? I don't I have any prepared. plugs actually. Well, the only plug that I really ever do uh, is Prairie uh, the Prairie Lights Film Festival, October twelfth, thirteenth, and fourteenth. And Grand Island, Nebraska at the Grand Theater. You have no reason for not being there. I am dragging my wife there on our anniversary. That's it. Our wow. anniversary is October 13th. Yes, it is October 13th. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that could have been bad. Um, and, yes, I'm going to be dragging her there. But I have a little bit more of a reason to be there because I am premiering a movie, hopefully, if Matt decides to announce it yes. at some point. At some point. <laughs> Getting a little nervous. But I have submitted to premiere a movie, is what I should say. Yeah. The Prairie Lights Film Festival, and I'm kind of excited about it. A little nervous, kind of anxious. What's the excited. title of that movie, Greg? The title is The Best. Yeah, and who's in that movie, Greg? Starring one of our own, Mr. Patrick, to my left. Hey. And he did a phenomenal job. Like, I, I, I'm actually, I'm back in school now, and uh, I was going over some of the stuff. I'm adding some different sound effects and doing mm-hmm. some different things with it. And I just, I can't get over how awesome. Are you adding a new actor? Yes, green screen. <laughs> I can't get over how awesome everybody did in that film. It was just I think, fantastic. I think talents. Scott was a great choice. Oh yeah, for that. So every I, everybody just did fantastic. Even Mark. I mean, yeah, yeah. It was just a great movie. So yeah, Prairie Lights Film Festival. Be, it was a good time. It was interesting see that seeing that come together because I wasn't there for that second night of shooting, mm-hmm. and uh, just did. I mean, seeing it on on the page is so different than when you when you see it in front of you on the screen. Yeah, and uh, just to see how what we filmed the first night pieced together with what you did the second night, and I I felt it just came together really well. Thank so. you, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm gonna plug something else too, really quick, because um, Tyler is a buddy of ours, and uh, oh, yes. he has been touring Prairie Pints, mm-hmm. which is a documentary he showed at uh, uh, the Prairie Lights Film Festival. <laughs> Uh, last last year. year, and they're having their Omaha uh, premiere on Octo- uh, June, Wednesday, June nineteenth, June nineteenth, thirteenth, June nineteenth. Uh, well, they might having be having another it's a one different before. one. Okay, it's, so the one that I see is June nineteenth. Do you have another one? I think he sent one out about the thirteenth. It's this Wednesday. Yeah, Do you know where? at Growler USA. Okay, so they got that. I will one. be there for that. You're going to go? Uh-huh. Okay, cool. It's like 10 minutes from my house. Oh, fantastic. And he says he's got a new cut of it, and it's cleaner, and it's faster, and it's – he says it's better. So where's, I'll be – Where's the one on the 19th? The one on the 19th is at uh, Farnham House Brewing Company. Do you know where that is, Greg? Farnham I don't know. House. I don't know it's probably downtown all, somewhere, so. yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they're doing that June 19th uh, at 730. So um, it's a Tuesday. That one um, I could. That one I could possibly hit. Yeah. But uh, I did get a screener of the new cut of Prairie Pines, so I can check that out yep. too. And I don't know if he's – I think he's uh, selling um, DVDs at the uh, screenings as well. June so. 13th at uh, Growler USA. Perfect. I will be there for that. Cool. I'm excited to check it uh, out. So again. if you're in the Omaha area or you don't uh, you get up off your ass and drive the hour to Omaha, go check out some uh, indie film in uh, in Omaha because it's – we saw the cut last year. It was great. It's so. it's well worth it. If you, if you enjoy – Local breweries and beer, it's just a fantastic addition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and they're good people. So. Yeah, Tyler's an amazing director. So. so, All right, to wrap this up, I am Greg, the movie guy, the best movie reviewer that you have never heard of. I write movie reviews with a positive spin over at GregTheMovieGuy.com. I have been doing well 
Um, I've my goal has been to try and get a movie a week edited, not edited, reviewed. Um, I've been doing pretty good. I've missed the last week. I was going to put up something for solo and I haven't done that yet. And I need to, I don't want to, but I need to. And I also have something special in the works. I was contacted by a local filmmaker. I won't say who jerk. I can't think of what their new names is. Uh, they used to be father son productions. Oh yeah. They're Uh, exorbitant now. Exarbon Creative. Yeah, yep. Exarbon Creative, yep. I got contacted by our buddy Tom Noblock yeah. to ask me to review his new movie. And so I'm excited to check that out. Very cool. So cool. that's what I know. We are the cast of Midnight Fright Casts. <laughs> Midnight Fright Films. Casts. <clears throat> uh, cast something or other. Oh my lord. This is bad. This is why I should not skip casting times see the the ending is always brutal <laughs> it's for always us. Bad. you know what you should start doing instead of writing down your goddamn review you should write down how to end this fucking thing because <laughs> yeah. we don't know how to do it all right from greg the movie guy josh and patrick we bid you a pleasant evening thank you for stopping by and listening and be sure to check us out at midnightfrightfilms.com for all your midnight fright film movie needs we are on the what did he say we bit you i had something like that we are on the youtube we are on the instagram we are on the twitterverse yes we are all over the place check us out facebook so check us out obviously facebook if you're watching us yeah i mean you probably figured that one out already so so until next time we will see you next time ciao